Welcome to an episode of The Art Tenders with Mac and Dan. I am Dan. He is Mac. Howdy. We are doing a little bit of a different setup. So a little bit of things to address at the present moment, right? Uh-huh. So this is the first time we're using two different microphones and one space. The first yeah. time oh, yeah. we're doing a proper video as opposed to off of a webcam. So it's the first time in like a month, mm. month and a half that we were actually recording. Yeah. And that also means a month, month and a half since we have seen what we needed to watch for this episode as well. True. Uh, it's also currently uh, 9 39 at night so we're we're doing we're we're dueling a little bit we're at ends at life right you know you just uh went back to work as yeah. a teacher yeah i'm teaching um, i'm teaching again and so here i am just i'm just tired because i had to open at my job today so you know it, it, like i said and then this also took a minute to set up and who knows it may not even be good it may require a probably lot of won't editing, to be honest probably well you're forgetting the part. most important part of the of the new setup and that's that we're both in crisscross applesauce crisscross applesauce and that Hands is on our lap it's on our lap. Yeah, let's fold it like it, like we're in prayer. But what's interesting about um, being recorded now on camera is now we actually, for the first time ever, we're up against a clock. Yeah, yeah, right, um, right. Which is which is unprecedented. Um, so we're gonna see what that does for our medium, and True. it's still gonna be you know uh, primarily auditory, but we are also battling the visual element. We'll see what that provides. Right, and right. now with. No further ado, Mac, you and I are going to discuss a season of Survivor. <laughs> yes, we It are. was the 20th season, correct yep. me if I'm wrong. Yes. I believe it was released in like 2010, uh, uh, around yeah. that time. And uh, what this season was of this hit game show, uh, this this live you know, reality. Yeah, you could call not, it game excuse show. Me, it's not live, but like it is a reality television There's game There's one show. episode per season that's live. Yes, yeah. uh, which is the final episode right. um, where they re- oh, where they reveal the winner. But we have to talk about that. But point is, point is, point is, is that uh, they put a bunch of people on an island, in two different tribes. They compete against one another for mm. like, and in this case, in this season, I don't know if it's different for other seasons. Thirty nine days. Yeah. And so, eventually, whoever you know is the last survivor on top wins a million dollars. Yeah, and it's genius. It's. And, it's, it's well, and we're gonna get awesome. into that. And before we get into the actual Mac, before we get into the actual, you know, contents of the heroes versus villains season and uh-huh. why we watched it and what it provided for, um, you know, just watching Survivor because this is this is also like my first indoctrination into Survivor, which is crazy, and, which is wild to me. Well, and like I never had any real interest, and I always like growing up the game show that I would watch. Uh, game show, quote end quote, would be Amazing Race. Like that was like oh. that was the closest Do you thing. Phil, I love Phil with the Phil's, hat. Are you Phil's kidding a good me? Dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Remember Phil? Phil's a good I know dude. Phil like the back of my goddamn hand. Phil's what do you mean? Dude. Apparently, Phil and uh, Jeff Probst are like constantly in. That uh, they were always like in competition for who would be host of what shows. Who's Jeff Probst? Oh, uh, well, the most important icon uh, uh, associated with Survivor. You Jeff know Probst, up against the clock. You got it. Yeah, no, I <laughs> Jeff Probst is the host of Survivor. Just, uh, Jeff Probst is the one driving the ship um, in terms of... In the first couple seasons, he was just the host. And uh, in later seasons, including the one that we watched, um, he's one of the producers of the show. So he is one of the ones making it happen and also like part of the writing team. Yes, they have a writing team. Uh, in terms of the people that make sure that... Uh, 
uh, all of the games and all of the ceremonies are working properly. Yeah. And he is the sassiest man alive. He really um, holds the show up in terms of dramatic value. I've never seen someone uh, stir a pot so viciously. It's uh, captivating. Now I feel like I have I haven't watched that much like Bachelor or Bachelorette, but uh, when Chris Harrison was the host, Chris I Harrison. think I mean that was legacy when it comes to one of the goats in pot stirring. Yeah, right, um, right, right, right. So, uh, so insane. Okay, Jeff Probst, especially before, um, bef- like pre cancel culture, Jeff Probst, the things that he would say to I know to poke at people and get them going and get them frustrated iconic unbelievable okay uh for, for instance uh, like they're, <laughs> there they're uh, you know courtney on on this season of survivor yeah yeah she, yeah. she, she is uh, very notably and very very clearly uh qu- quite quite a small person she's very small right small in terms of like physique so she's yes she's very Super very th- very thin yeah. yes right very thin and so uh she at one point um, during I think it was season ten in the reunion. Jeff Probst straight up asks her at the reunion. So Courtney, is it anorexia or are you just skinny? Yep, yep, that's ex- right. And so you're like, oh my god, did that just happen? And then she talks about it, and she's super cool about it. But it's it, it was insane. But that level, that level of just shocking did that just happen constant with jeff constant it's un it's unbelievable it makes for such good television and you find that he like kind of drives the yes, show and yeah. when he's on screen I, this might be early but since we're on the topic i'm going to go ahead and say do you know what i'm about to say no he's my gold medal he's my gold medal well uh, he he uh, J- jeff probst is um the quiet. one that uh Yes, the actual sh- <laughs> talking to the camera now. The, the Jeff Probst is absolutely um, interesting, and, and the show can survive without Jeff. But I mean, gosh darn it! Whenever it comes to tribal council, I know, I know, I'm taken care of because every question I have from that week is going to be asked by Jeff Probst to the right person. And if anyone makes a face or anyone makes any sort of gesture, he's on him. So let's slow down a little yeah, bit, please. Um, like I said, before we actually get into the contents of this mm-hmm. season, the heroes versus villains, which is just so silly. It's so it silly. It is, it is. Um, let's actually talk about the structure that is Survivor. Survivor. Like I said, this was my first time, but Mac, uh, I'm going to ask you, yeah. uh, what do you find to be so successful about Survivor and why did you particularly want to bring up Survivor for VR tenders. Right. Um, I wanted to bring it up because, uh, I mean, partially it's just been, uh, over the past few years, something that is is really uh, turned into an obsession um, for uh, me and Emma. But mainly... Uh, Emma is? Emma's my girlfriend. There we go. I think people that have listened to the podcast before. Oh, I, but, just but case, just we're just oh. assuming. We're just assuming that people haven't listened to the podcast. Um, yeah, uh, that that's something that we really have always come back to. It's really easy to binge. Um, but mainly, uh, the more I've watched it, the more I have sunk my teeth into it and become so obsessed with it because I really do think that uh, it is as good as reality TV has gotten so far in, in human history so far. Uh, that, I mean, in, in terms of viewership... It is the second most successful 
reality TV show of all time, only behind uh, The Real World um, on MTV. Oh, wow. Which is wild, yeah. And then uh, it, it directly above The Bachelor. Um, and everything else is far beneath those three. Yeah. Um, that, like, those have the biggest viewership. And uh, I think that there's a reason for that. It's, it's you can, you know, p- pick your favorites and then uh, talk about it the next week um, with, with people that have seen the show. Um, and I think that's why they keep bringing people back. Um, because uh, what was so awesome about this season is that uh, there was a huge history coming in um, having to do with all of the individual members of or, or the, the, the players of Survivor. That uh, be, w- The concept of this season being that there were heroes versus villains, meaning people that have been on the show before or played the game before that were considered uh, specifically heroic or... Um, uh, that they had a lot of nobility or were very uh, kind people that the audience team seemed to like. Yeah. And then the villains were the people that were just wheels off, were just spouting shit, doing crazy stuff. Yeah, right. just doing anything to win. And uh, they were on these two teams and those teams go against each other. And then eventually there is uh, a point where enough people have uh, been voted off of the island or that that they uh, get all the tribes together and everyone starts playing one v one or one v all, um, and so uh, I I really like that aspect of it. That if I really like certain people on on a Survivor season, they're probably on another season that I can go watch. Okay, um, like uh, they're uh, this season was a big gateway for for. Uh, me and Emma, especially Emma, and it bothered me, um, uh, for Boston Rob. That the second we watched this season and we saw Boston Rob in the way that he played, not necessarily that he was like, oh man, just what like a perfect player. He was just so fun to watch yes. and so entertaining. Yeah. That we were instantly like, okay, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And we watched every Boston Rob season, which I think he's in more seasons than anyone ever in like six or seven. I'm going to fact check you on that. Please. I think if he's not first, then I think he's like second or third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, obviously, he's only won once. And there there are now two people that have won twice in this show's running. But um, he has won once. But uh, yeah, no, he, he's played a bunch. And he is just a vet. Like, he knows so much about the game. The, and th- that, I think, is a perfect segue into why I love the game personally so dang much, which is uh, I think that what makes this the best reality TV show, in my opinion, is that um, everyone can win. Who? What? You're correct. Yeah, it's Buster Rob. Buster Rob with, with five seasons. Five. God, that's so much Survivor. Oh my! Imagine being on an island for a collective like, oh, like over a year, over over a year collect like that's unbelievable. Anyways, um, or I, no, sorry, like half a year. My bad. But anyways, math is hard. Yeah, math is hard. Um, but you like the fact that ev- anybody can win. How anybody can, can win? Anybody so, win? Right? Uh, there, the, as the game has evolved, uh, different types of players have ended up winning, right? And for way different reasons. Way different reasons. Yeah. So originally, and I, hold on, I, I have yeah. to pause on this please, because please. I realize I we did a very poor job in like explaining the structure of the show. And when I say we, I mean actually I, because one big factor mm. is that every uh, every few days or so, people are voted off of the island right, 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 by right. like the contestants that are currently right. there and so whoever wins is like the last person standing and so it gets to like a bottom three 
And from the bottom three, there is a jury from the past, like, eight people who were eliminated. Right. And the jury actually decides who the winner is going yeah. to be. Yeah. And so uh, a big element of the show is the social element, as I'm sure you were about to get into. That oh, so much of huge. it is, like, social manipulation. Huge. Uh, as well as, I mean, not just, like, being you know, a good team member, but also like forming alliances mm-hmm, or getting people mm-hmm. on your side or getting so, people to yeah. be against you. In the first few seasons of Survivor, uh, the, the most important part was the physical game, meaning that the stronger you were, um, because sur- sur- the actual act of surviving and yeah. staying alive yeah. and feeding yourselves, that was about half the game. And, Whereas and now it's about 10%. And there are challenges. And there were challenges, are, huge challenges. That these challenges can give immunity or these challenges can give rewards. like really nice rewards. Yeah. yeah. So such food. as like really delicious food that we get to enjoy every day, but yeah. because they're stuck on an island, they have to like eat chicken and bananas. Right. And or like the further you get into the game, the more it's like emotional rewards. Like you get to like see a family member or like call, like video chat with your family or, or shit like that, which is right. which is really interesting to see how that impacts the game. Yeah. That now um in the earlier seasons the the most important part was the physical game. Yeah. Um and then over time people started realizing, well, me being uh, weak is not the thing that's voting me out. The thing that votes me out are the people. So how can I make sure the people don't vote me out, whether I'm strong or not? And that's when Survivor got fucking interesting. Yes. And it became very, very quickly became solely a social game. So you could suck at challenges, but uh, if you could really rock the social game, you were good to go. And then that's that's, interestingly enough, that's when Boston Rob came in. Boston Rob himself changed everything. Yeah. Because he t- it was physical game, purely physical, then purely social. Then Boston Rob came in. What he did was uh, he took away the social aspects of Survivor willingly if he awesome. wanted to. There were some seasons that Boston Rob played where he actually tried to play the social game. Where he actually tried to, you know, manipulate people or get people on his side or, or, or whatnot. And Heroes versus Villains is a very good example of that. He tries to sway things in his direction yeah. many ways and manipulate people. But in the earlier seasons of Boston Rob, first of all, he just he he once you get to individual challenges, aka only one person can win immunity, he starts winning so often that it doesn't matter how good he is as a social game, no one can vote him out because he's immune every week, which is interesting, which is, which is super cool. But the coolest, the coolest season of Survivor, which I couldn't show you because it's on uh, some other platform, uh, it's not uh, attainable for us, it's way too expensive, right. is that uh, there's one season where he basically... Uh, which season is this? Uh, this was... Uh, okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, for you. please, please, please. Um, it was him and uh, look up uh, him and Phil. Um, there, uh, th- there's a season where he is. Um, he will just go up to people, and like he'll he'll make sure that his tribe. There's no way that anyone can have conversations behind closed doors because he realizes that the most uh, the the, the, the way that you lose Survivor is if you don't know what's being said behind closed doors. Did you know what season it was? Redemption Island, season yes. 22? Yes. Um, he realizes that 
the thing that gets you uh, that gets you off is whenever you don't know what's being said behind closed doors or behind like in random places. Right. So he makes a rule for okay. some reason. Okay. He makes a rule with his tribe. <laughs> he says no one leaves the campsite unless we unless we get the things that resources that we need, food or whatever. In that case, we all go together. What? Right. Was, this, was this on Redemption yes, Island? Yes, on okay. Redemption Island. Okay, 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 okay. And the people are dumb enough to do it. For some reason, everyone's like, yeah, sure. Because yeah. if you, if you well, say because no, there, well, and there's also you're getting like, voted off. Exactly, because then then somebody is like, I'm going to be a leader. And then there are naturally going to be people like, okay, I'm going to float under this wing, right? I'm going to be right. under this. this. I'm going to ride on this coattail yeah. for a little bit. And so Boston Rob comes in. He's like, there are no leaders. There are no uh, like like flying under the radar, everyone has to deal with everyone all the time. Yeah, which, no which in turn, he becomes a leader. He becomes a leader. Right? But like also simultaneously, he becomes a leader, but then he builds his own hive mind, so then he could just sort of sit back. Right, right. And so uh, basically, he, he comes in and shows everyone uh, Survivor doesn't have to be a physical game. It doesn't have to be a social game. Survivor can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. And that's when Survivor, that's whenever I realized Survivor is the fucking coolest game ever because anyone can win. Anyone, no matter who you are, whatever your strong suit is, like for, for you, I'm sure that your version of playing Survivor would be different from my version. We both have an equal chance of winning. In a way. In a way. In a way. Yeah. In a way, right? A way. Like, and, and part of that also depends on like your competitors and who you're working with and right. working against. Which feeds into an awesome point, which is it's not good to have friends. That's the only thing that I've seen proven is that it on Survivor, it's not good to have friends. No, it's just just general baseline. It's not it's not a good idea. <laughs> in general. In real life with all the time. Or it's, like to it's be not con- good to have congeal, friends. you know, like uh, congenial. I said congeal, like congenial. <laughs> congenial. <laughs> hell of a long day. It's been a hell of a long day. That's true, that's true. But I think, but to that very long point, the reason why we're talking so long about like the structure of the show is because like that's I mean, the we coolest just, part. Yeah, and we just saw like one season, right? right. And, and like sort of baseline, very very baseline. I mean, Survivor is that every yeah. single season, right? Yeah. Baseline. Um, and so it's super duper important to address that, right? Like this isn't like a season of television or anything like that, where like we're we're and and analyzing the structure of the show because at the end of the day like then you can pick up whatever season of survivor right like so i picked up with this season and admittedly part of it was frustrating at the beginning because it was like i felt like i needed more context on like these people because it felt like so much of what would make the season great is because we already know everybody but because me not knowing everybody not knowing anybody and then i did not feel like there was enough of an explanation or an intro mm, to the contestants sure. or like why specifically they were there or like what they were known for or just sure. like made enough of a sort of stamp on who they are right that like for some of them i just i didn't get any sort of like mm-hmm. information and so it was frustrating to watch uh, that sure right and that makes sense that yeah. I, I can see why that'd be frustrating because that season i guess does rely heavily on uh, the relationship you already have with certain characters. Yeah. And then eventually, like, it gets to a point where, like, that relationship with certain characters does not matter anymore. Right. Because, I mean, for some of these characters, too, some of these people that are on Heroes versus Villains, it goes back even to, like, 
season two with Colby and Jerry, for example. Yeah. And that was like ten years ago for Jerry's them. whatever. And for and but like Jerry, for example, like Jerry is a completely or at least the little clips that they showed on Heroes vs. Villains. Jerry, for example, is on the villain tribe. Yeah. And is a completely different player. Mm-hmm. In this, in the season that we watched, as opposed to the season that she was originally on, yeah. And then Colby, for example, he was like a heartthrob, right? He was a heartthrob, and also he was a workhorse. So yeah. he won every challenge. Like I think he won every challenge except for one. His first season, yeah. He was the most physically dominant player in Survivor history. Yeah. And then in this season, not physically at dominant at, at all. all. Like still in great shape yeah you know don't get don't get me don't get me wrong you know? oh okay Calvin. but um Colby. but like but in terms of competitive nature in the competitions yeah, yeah he was not making an impact every person i know named colby that i'm that i'm friends with in my life was named after colby on survivor not the cheese no not okay. not and and neither their brother jack okay yeah sorry that was the dumbest thing i've ever said uh, couldn't have been better. Uh, couldn't have been better. Okay, well, because good. I was thinking about like what what window is there to make the the jack joke? The jack joke. The jack joke. That's the best I could. Come and up you with. and you did not jack it all up. It's all good. I can I can give you a fist bump now because we're on camera. Okay. Um, and it sort of lands, even though we have to explain that we just gave each other a fist bump, unless it's just for the visual audience. Which well, that, now that's we're, why now I said out loud. Now we're now unpacking. Fist bump. But back to this season, right? Yes. And I kind of agree with you too that I actually think well. Then what made me get all invested in and really drew me in to at least, at the very least, this season of Survivor was that political intrigue, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It was, as I like to now sometimes describe, it was like human theater. Right. And it was so fascinating to watch like small scale political intrigue yeah. and how people like conflicted but also communicated and also worked with and also worked against one another constantly. Yeah. So it was an absolute gem. I'm not yeah. going to lie and I think what made this season special is that even though and I'll just go ahead and say it that even though I wish the season would have done a better job from the on the front end of like, mm-hmm. introducing anybody, which makes sense. everybody excuse yeah. me to anybody watching it for the first time. Yeah, I think what made this season really special was the fact that everybody that was on it has already competed, and because of that, they already kind of know the rules of the game. So that means they're already a step or two ahead structurally of like what they're working in. Right, and they already have that experience they're armed with. So therefore, by default, everybody better players. And then with that being said, I I feel like that was also kind of what lent itself into one of, and many people, I kind of looked into it a little bit, but many people agree, this is one of the best seasons of Survivor. Yeah. And part of it is because of the specific, the political intrigue that's happening and sometimes some of the gimmicky stuff that happens too so and then there are some memorable moments for example there are hidden immunity idols and when you get an immunity idol that immunity idol (laughs) means you cannot be voted off right as long as you play the immunity uh, at tribal council when you do get that's that's like the time, the designated time of like when you could be voted off. You play the immunity idol, that means all the votes counted against you no longer do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you, there may be a clue and 
you use this clue to find a hidden immunity idol. And so there can be multiple ones, you know, in people's pockets. So there is like one moment where uh, one tribe like wasn't necessarily sure um, after like a fusion of two tribes once once the competition got to a small enough amount. Um, kind of the people on the one tribe, right? Uh, did not know about the status of like one person on the opposing oh, tribe, so Parvati. Good. We'll talk about Parvati. Um, I'm sure a lot tonight as well. Yeah. Um, but Parvati had two hidden immunity idols, and nobody really knew exactly what she had. And so, like, just to play it safe, it's it's kind of a little bit difficult to explain at the present moment. But they voted against like two different people other than Parvati. And then Parvati, out of nowhere, and nobody really knew except for Danielle, who was, like, one true alliance to the game. I hate Danielle. Oh, wow. Okay, we'll unpack this later. Not as a person, but in the the game. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, she's no Tyson, but we'll get into that. (laughs) Um, Parvati pulls out two hidden immunity (laughs) idols and, like, uses it on the people who were, like, getting votes against them. Right, and I think it was because like the people on the opposing tribe were thinking that she was going to use a hidden immunity idol on herself. on herself. So why even vote for her? And so then, what this kind of did was both preserve poverty, as well as like have some votes against like somebody else that she wanted off of the island. As well as like then she also kind of like short term ish like created like kind of closer bonds with the people that she protected, right? Like, it was, like, so many... And that got her way further in the game than it was. Yes, it was so many different, like, levels of intrigue. And and Mm -hmm. manipulation is a strong word in this context, but I'm going to still go ahead and use it. But, like, it's the usage of manipulation in that moment where it made that season and the show generally so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. But I was also kind of experiencing it in the moment, too, where I'm sure, and I think some people think too, that some other seasons are better than this one, right? But I was watching it, and I legitimately wrote down, well, I think this one is is a bit harsh now that I'm reading this note again, (laughs) but I will explain a little bit. Um, Scene one equals seeing them all, and then in parentheses, and probably saw Mm. the best one. Because I was new, it's not common when you're watching like, game show and a game show that's been around for a very long time and it's not common for you to be sitting there and thinking to yourself i'm watching like the best version of this like on your first go and i had that experience while watching that season that makes me feel so much better primarily and even though we are coming up on time and we will talk about this one person because this is actually i know we'll talk about poverty we'll talk about danielle we'll talk about tyson and i'm sure we'll talk about people like jt or even how how much jeff probst just did did not do well by sari at the finale oh true but which didn't look good but and JT voted the dumbest person to have been on Survivor. Oh, for sure. There is one person, and he's going to be my gold medal, and we're going to talk about him Did after you say this Russell, break. I'm going to kill you, Russell Hans. I fucking hate you. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. So uh, I want to start off with, I know that you said Russell, but I don't want to start the next segment with absolute negativity, considering the fact that Russell is. A piece of garbage. My gold medal. 
<clears throat> but also, yes. I mean, yes, he is. But, well, I mean, we'll get into that. You know what's funny? On the way over here, literally as I was driving over here, I was like, oh, I mean, like, who should I talk about, like, disliking specifically? Well, I mean, obviously, Russell. Danny's going to love Russell. <sighs> Danny always likes the things that I hate. I want to address Russell, but your point. Please, <laughs> please. I, I would like to ask. Yes. How do you think you would do on Survivor? I mean, poorly. Just flat out? You Not necessarily against these players. I mean, like... Okay, but in a season already, of newbies. Already getting over the fact that I just, like, wouldn't want to be there. Because the idea of, like, 39 days... True. You know? Like, I, I feel like it could be fun, right? And, I mean, and we're talking about, like, this is all... This season is all competitors who've already done it right so like they want to come back right and i'm yeah. sure part of the drive too is just at the chance of a million dollars right oh yeah and at the worst of it is what you're on tv you may get at least at this True. you know now definitely like more of like a social media following and i'll revisit that in just a second know? yeah but but i i, I think I, I don't know i can't i can't see myself doing that well i don't what would be your downfall you think I don't know. Uh, you're really putting me on the spot, and I wasn't yeah. prepared uh, for this. Oh, question. I'm shocked. Well, be- I mean, probably I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I would because I, you know what? I would believe everyone so easily. Oh, sure. Then I'm like, oh, this person's saying this. Oh, this person's saying this, and because like I would get so many conflicting views yeah. on like one person or one subject or just one anything, I would just shut down. And mm-hmm. then I would just be on, like, nobody's side. And so, basically, I would just be kept along as, like, a goat. Yeah, right, right. Is, and when I say goat, I mean, like, as long right. as they can because I would be used as a scapegoat at the end because the jury would not vote for me because mm-hmm. I would be doing nothing significant. I would just be a good team player, and that would be the extent oh, of it. Oh, and so whenever they're like, okay, what moves did you pull off to, like, to, to earn this win? You'd be like, nothing. I, I was just a good guy. I was, you're right. right I right, was right. just a good guy. Which in some seasons actually is who they end up voting on. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But in, nowadays, most people vote on the person that pulled the craziest shit. Um, Which is not the case... In this season. No. Because the final three mm-hmm. was Parvati, as we talked about in the previous segment, Russell, who we also alluded to in the previous segment, and Sandra. And Sandra was actually the one who won the competition. Yeah. And Sandra just sort of survived. And, and that I, was her second I, win. And that was, yes, that was her second win, which yeah. is beyond impressive. One of two people. Um, And so I think what made Sandra so interesting is that she was always like at the edge of elimination or always at the edge of like being voted off always at the edge of like an alliance right mm-hmm. and so she was always at ends with Russell and she could never get Russell off of the island she yeah. could never do it and she never won a competition either no uh she was always there though and she was always this presence that was just lurking in the shadows right not because she was doing anything in particular and not because she was doing anything successfully she just happened to stay there and stay alive and i think what happened at the end and this is just my speculation is that in my opinion and there's there's contrasting you know there are different schools of thought here because I would say she survived the most. And if we're just going to stick to the name of the game, then I think, yeah, she deserves to be the winner. I sure. think she was voted for appropriately. But I liked so much more how Parvati 
and Russell played the game. I was about to say, I love Parvati's game, to be honest. Where Parvati was, I thought Parvati was master manipulator, also did fantastic at the challenges. I always felt like Parvati was a step ahead of everybody. Where in the case of Russell, that even though he was also insanely, insanely manipulative and he always wanted the power in the room, right? He was obsessed. Which dramatically is the type of character that you'd want to see on stage. Exactly. And so, I mean, that's part of the reason why he's my gold medal. I hated Russell. I hated Russell. But that's why... It confused the shit out of me why people could not get their shit together to vote off. off Russell. Yeah. Because it's he's such a comoete, bro. Like he's such a pot stirrer. For those who can't see, I am literally, you know, putting oh a giant God, yeah. spoon in a cauldron yeah. and I'm stirring. Um, I just could not figure it out. And like part of that, for example, was there was at one point Boston Rob was going to get most people to vote uh, Russell off the island. Russell got in Tyson's ear it was like hey actually because there was a whole plan set up to get russell eliminated and so russell was like hey actually you should just go ahead and vote for poverty because i'm going to vote for poverty and if you want her off the island then you should just go ahead and vote for her and tyson who was just stupid um Dumb. was just not thinking because there was already a plan set out to get poverty or russell eliminated yeah. and then the other person just eliminated the next week because it's a numbers game over not the next week, but just whenever the next tribal council was. But he just allows Russell to get in his ear, and because of that, Tyson actually gets eliminated that tribal council mm-hmm. um, because it's the most confounding thing. And but Russell did it, and it worked. Yeah. Um, and I Which do is find crazy. and but like Russell was so entertaining to watch the fact that for his own tribe, he buried his own tribe's machete just to create turmoil. Genius. And I hated every second of it. It was awesome. Um, Um, And but I think also part of his downfall at the very end, even though he was he was awesome at the game of the social game, right? He never kind of owned up to it, and because he backstabbed everybody, nobody wanted him to win. mm -hmm. I also think he presented a bad case for himself at the very end. Like I really think he should have owned up to the fact of like. I got, like, all of you eliminated. It was me. Like, the fact that, like, I was, like, I had my hand in every single basket. I mean, come on. Like, it should be obvious that I'm the winner. But because he couldn't own up to the fact that he was so backstabby, which I think is really impressive that he survived. I think, it, this I is think true. everybody just rubbed everybody it the is wrong true. way. Yeah, but well, yeah, I, I, think, I think the big problem is you can't give that person... Not that player, that person, $1 million. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not just a matter of... You think it's a matter of principle. It's a matter of yes, character. Yes, absolutely. Right. Where, like, for I, poverty I and Sanford, you can kind of look past it more. Yeah. I, I couldn't bring myself to give the person, Russell, uh, the money. Um, purely because, for instance, whenever they're at the reunion, it's not like he's like, oh, man, good game or anything like that. He's still, after the competition is over, he's still trying to convince everybody that he should have won. Yeah. Yeah. Get over yourself. I mean, like, that person but I can should also not have a million dollars. Because in his I'm pocket. sure, like, Russell went into that evening really thinking that he was going to win. Yeah. Which is, like, I think, I mean, watching it, I don't think it was. 
I think it's kind of foolish. Sure. You know? my, my only debate why Parvati might have had a better game than Russell is because although she didn't do as much manipulating as, as he did, yep. she did similarly impressive manipulating. The main thing, though, is that at any point in time, Parvati could have gotten Russell out. And I don't think Russell could have gotten Parvati out anytime he wanted. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, and that I think was pa- the coolest part. I always felt like even though like Parvati was like under Russell kind of structurally, because it was definitely like yeah. Ru- Russell leading the charge in this sort of group, yeah. right? It always felt like Parvati always had an upper hand yeah. one way or another with that being like hidden immunity idols, right? Yeah. Or it's just like always having like this sort of like trump card. Like the fact that like, like Russell, Russell's closest alliance was with Parvati, right? If we're just talking with like one person, but Parvati's was like with Danielle, and it was super duper tight. Danielle. And so that if Parvati needed Danielle to vote Russell off, that was so much more possible than Russell getting Parvati to vote Danielle off, right? right, right. You know, and so I, th- I think that's what made Parvati so much of a better player, as well as the fact that she was winning competitions. I thought that she was such that a was well-rounded impressive. player yeah. that I was shocked that Sandra got away with it, and I think, I mean, that's a, that's a rude way of putting it, but uh, I, I mean, but I, I agree. think a big reason was is that because, like, I think Parvati probably rubbed some people the wrong way, yeah. and, like, I but think Sandra's Sandra, always good at making herself look like the underdog. Exactly. And I think that was so, the biggest thing. Often and I she think is. that's what enticed so many of the people on the jury. Yeah. Like one of them being like a close alliance of hers and like other people on that jury being people. She pissed a lot less people was, off. Yeah, She pissed a lot less people off. And people on the jury that she was always trying to talk to, hey, work with me, work with me, as yeah. opposed to I'm going to work against you, right? She was always work with me because I'm working against Russell. And it kind of worked out in her favor. Oh, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. that because. Russell made it to the end. Yeah. Because in a way, in a in a very that huge Russell versus Sandra match way, Russell became yeah. the scapegoat. Yeah. At the very end. Which then, like, as folks, as we're discussing this politically, it's the intrigue. It's fascinating. It is. It so think is. about structurally just, just, just how these people who were just thrown onto this island for thirty nine days with some competitions and just how it's it's sort of like how a civilization is built, mm-hmm. you know, even mm-hmm. though like one person dies in that civilization every few days. But it's what what makes it so fascinating mm-hmm. is just how this power structure is built and then how the power structure crumbles. Yes. And it's so entertaining well, to watch because it's people it's people really being at ends with one another. Truly. And 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 I mean that that's what's human so theater. interesting is theater. that power does not does not mean this traditional sense of power. Power can come from any move you make. Yes. Which is which is what makes Survivor so amazing. Yeah. There's one player that I think you would like or find more dramatically interesting than Russell. One that I've seen in I and I, I've seen about a little over half of the seasons of Survivor. Yeah. Um. One person, and that is actually the other person that's won twice. Oh. So Sandra's won twice. Yes. There's one other guy, Tony. Tony. That's won twice. Okay. He's a fucking idiot. But wow. He's one sec. Fighting words. I know. I I hope you listen to this because this is <laughs> this is a full compliment. The fact that he is a paranoid idiot is what makes him such an interesting, dramatic character, 
but yeah. also the perfect per- person perfect person to play survivor yeah um he's a cop in real life uh-huh. um and uh, he is pretty low he doesn't say this necessarily but you can tell he's pretty low on the totem pole in terms like like as far as cops go yeah um but he treats himself really seriously so every season that he's ever been on love it been on three seasons every time he's been on he has built a spy base around camp so that he can hear people's conversations whenever they don't know he's there a spy base so there's been three iterations of this okay there's been a let's unpack uh, this there's been a spy shack. Oh, we're talking like literally like a base of operations. He will build with sticks and wood. Uh, like, uh, 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 <laughs> I'm serious. I'm telling you. What? However you th- how what? far you think Survivor can go, what? people have taken it further. I swear to God, Danny. He's built a spy shack. Uh, he, he, he built an extension of their because uh, you know like most of the, uh, the the shelters they're just like huge sticks that are like piled up with yeah, leaves they, they build their them. own shelters yeah. right so on the back of one of them oh my god he built an extra extension with a little more leaves but you can't like whenever you're standing outside of it it looks like just the regular shelter but he can lift it and get inside so that it looks like no he's not there but he's listening to their conversations in the middle of the night that's he also built a spy nest. Same thing, same concept, oh God, where it's, it's disguised. It's, oh, wait, da, 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 it's in a tree? It's in a tree. It's in a tree. <laughs> and so he climbs a tree, and because no. everyone always says, I'm going to get, uh, go get water by the well, and they yeah. go and have conversations by the well. So he found a tree yeah. by the well and, and climbs up in it and disguises himself so that they can't see him and covers himself in mud. Oh, my God. So that he can listen to their conversations. And let me tell you, whenever you watch him do it, you're thinking to yourself, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> This is the dumbest shit. But the thing that makes you laugh harder than any comedy special could ever make you laugh is the second it works. Because every time he does it, it actually works. It's from a sitcom. Right. That's a sitcom. You don't think it's going to work? It always does. He also built an underground. He also had an underground uh, uh, shelter. It was. Epic. Every time he goes on, he has some sort of spy thing. And it's funny because... And what makes this season well, because so Because in interesting, the second and third time, people should know that, egg, right? Thank you. What makes this season so interesting, Heroes versus Villains, but also a lot of bringing people back, mm-hmm. is the fact that they're bringing back the best players, right? So it's people that can go against all odds. But the number one thing that you can do to hurt a player's game is give them a reputation. Because whenever people know what to expect, they're looking for it. Or if they don't see it, then they get suspicious. No matter what you do, people are going to be suspicious of you if you have a reputation. No matter what. Yeah. So you're voted off really fast, no matter what, yeah. if people know who you are. I think that's part of the reason why Russell was able to maintain himself so long in Heroes vs. Villains. Because, for those of you who don't know, like as we said, all these contestants are already on Survivor. But the thing was about Russell... Was that this was season twenty of the Survivor? Mm-hmm. Russell, the only other, I believe that well, yeah, but like what the only other time he was on, right beforehand, yeah, was season nineteen. It was literally the season before. So he was objectively the player that everyone knew the least. Exactly because yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, at that time Russell got on the island, his season had not aired yet. 
Like, yeah, you're correct. And so correct. people had very little information about Russell. Now, the producers knew what the fuck they were doing oh because my God, I mean they obviously Russell was I I like I'm I like look I hate Russell I hate Russell yeah it's one of those people it's like it's one of those mystery box people right yeah. where where J J Abrams in a TED talk talks about how um there are some people that are like a mystery box that if you actually open that mystery box and it's not as great as you know you would think and I yeah. and I'm, I'm so enticed by Russell and I feel like if I meet Russell I'm be like I hate you right. Um, <laughs> You're correct. But that's what made it so great. And I yeah. think like that was part of the reason why Russell immediately went after Boston Rob because Boston Rob yeah. had a reputation. Boston Rob had objectively the biggest reputation of anyone. He'd already been yeah. on, I think, three times, two times prior, three times prior. Exactly. Um, and whenever he went on, he's one of the most famous players of all time because not only is he known for being uh, one of like the winningest people in the challenges, uh, changing strategies like strategies never people have never seen before. But also, his first season he was on was the most popular season of Survivor that has ever aired. The most people watched it out of oh. any Survivor season ever. Okay, watched it live because everyone was watching for him and a girl named Amber. Him and Amber met on Survivor, and over the course of the season, fell in love with each other. And then at the reunion episode. He proposed to her, and she said yes, and they've been married ever since. That's adorable. And in this, in season uh, forty, which was the uh, the season that they just had, like right. right before COVID, that they right. were able to air, um, it was called "Winners at War," and only people that have won Survivor can play, adorable. which is so good. It was a really good season. It's frustrating, but it's a really good season. Frustrating how? Uh, it's frustrating because half of them are old and are not. The only cool. reason that people get voted off for the first is straight twenty days. Only reputation. So the game doesn't even start really until like the third week, which is annoying because pe- people that are spectacular at the game, like you wish that you could travel back in time to actually see how these people would have been because yeah, it's, it's only reputation. And so all the new players, the people that like they, they, they split into new generation and old generation, meaning people that were from season 20 on that one and season mm-hmm. people that were before season 20. And then all the people from post season 20 voted all the old people out. Yeah, and the, like literally and like, one by one, every why one. Why wouldn't they? Right? Like that's not even makes that's not even sense. an, an, an indictment makes on sense. those people, but it's like structurally, like just that that season, yeah. right? Because of how it's structured, why wouldn't they do that? Right? right. So you kind of you kind of dig yourself your own hole to right. lie in, right? Um, because and yeah, it, it's so the season like that. It was extremely frustrating. Yeah. Um, but uh, it made for some super super interesting stuff, and um. Yeah, what one of the uh, yeah, I mean, one of the absolute best players is Tony, and and uh, not because he's actually all that good, but because he's just so interesting. He's such a Russell in that all of his moves are so simple, and so you assume that he's dumb, but he gets away like everything that he tells you he's about to do, he does, and that's what makes him one of the best players. Him, Russell, Boston, Rob are the only people I can think of that in the Talking Heads. Whenever they tell you, I'm going to do this, and it's going to work, it does. Almost every time. Which is frustrating. Because you're like, okay, no, you're dumb. It's not going to work like that. But it usually does. Yeah. One of the few people. I I, I might also put Parvati on that list. Parvati is really good about, this is going to happen, and I know exactly what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the rubric for bringing people back on the show. Yeah. Is people that can think 
really far ahead, that's the people they want to bring back. Yeah. Um, that that's what dictates some of the best players that have ever played. You know. Yeah, and it's 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 incredibly impressive when that happens. Now I'm going to just rattle Please. off a bunch of names off of my head because we we are slowly approaching the end of our time. But I'm glad that we today. talked about what we did. Well, yeah, I mean, but like it's important because like not only in a way are we reviewing like the season of Survivor. Uh-huh. Yes, and it's a great season. We're also of reviewing Survivor. the concept of Survivor. Exactly, and yeah. like that that's like the biggest. Part. And yeah. like, if we ever do like another season of Survivor, then we're like better armed with this, you know, information. But like, it's really important to structurally look at how this yeah. game show operates yeah. because, like, like I said, it's for the most part, it's still all the same baseline. And so, and so, like, if you're gonna watch season twenty, season forty, season whatever in between, it's still also gonna have the same baseline. So we need to really discuss that baseline right. and see how good that baseline and is. And also, I understand your frustration because whenever you said earlier, because you said before we started recording, like, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like because I've seen this season, I don't want to watch another season of Survivor. And I now understand, and I'm glad that you said what you did, which is I, I feel like I saw the best season of Survivor, so why would I keep watching? Um, I agree to a certain extent. There definitely are certain seasons that you would not enjoy. Having watched this season, which has like every strategy under the sun, which is cool to watch all happen. Exactly. Well, that was the thing. I was like, it was this, this, this. Yeah, and you're like, how many more ways of playing this game are there? Exactly. A couple. The answer is a couple. Right. And so, definitely don't watch any more of the ones on Netflix. I'll probably give you like an account if you really want to. Uh, like 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 Amazon account or something. I'll give the whole audience my Amazon account. No, but uh, because there are certain seasons that have unbelievable strategies that you've never even considered, that they actually pull it off really well, and it's really fun to watch. But yeah, just just certain. I I understand. I want to address something really Please. fast. Uh, in the reunion reunion episode oh, where yeah, live where they announced the winner, Jeff Probst talked to everybody except Suri. Yeah. Did her so dirty? Did not look good. True. Um, also, the fact that Sari is the uh, only black woman there. Yeah. And like Jeff Probst did not talk to her. Talk to one of two every, black players, correct? Uh, correct. Yeah. Along with uh James, James, I believe his name is. Um, talked to every single person there yeah. except for Sari. I remember looked that. Yeah. really bad. Looks really, really bad. Yeah, like, I weird. really wanted to bring that up because it looked really bad. It did. It, uh, really did. it was just gross. It was weird. Um, well, And what was so interesting is that, like, I mean, I was sad to see Sari go because it felt like uh, she was eliminated before she really got her tendrils into everything, um, which I was, like, excited to see. But like I said, I'm going to I'm gonna list off a few names. And Please. I want to, like, a quick lightning round review of these names that I can think of off the top of my head. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll try and think of some for you as well. Rupert. Oh, man, what an icon. I mean an absolute Survivor icon. Every time that he's on the show, he does some wild stuff. Uh, Always smarter than you think he is, but I just love that he's the Viking man. I I love also how this is like sort of like draft night, uh, like NFL draft night, and you're like Mel Kuyper Jr., and I'm just giving you names. You're like, okay, this player and this thing, (laughs) and he's going to be able to do this, and how we can cut to the left. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, Okay, and then also what about Coach? Uh oh, Coach is not as as smart as people give him credit for. I love Coach. Coach is interesting, but again, that's great another television. person that great television. That's another person, kind of like Tony, where uh, the the reason that he's interesting television is because he is insane, but doesn't think that he is. Amanda. 
Um, Amanda is so annoying and and whiny. The longer you stay on the island, the more you're like, I just mute whenever she's talking. Why do you hate Danielle? Um, Danielle is annoying to me because it feels like Danielle is a... She just is like paranoid in a not dramatically interesting way and like a like kind of psychosis way. Whenever Danielle talks, it feels like there's like kind of something up. You know what I mean? Like she's like she's got like some sort of you know what I mean? Holy shit. <laughs> like it feels like Danielle is like oh always about God. to break. Like she's always about to like like that that final string's about to snap. You oh know my what God. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's terrifying, but like also kind of uh, accurate in a very But like you just see the look in her eye of like you know, she's about to kill someone. <laughs> she's scary, dude. She's scary. What did you think of Boston Rob? I loved Boston Rob. He's fun. I loved it. He's a fun watch. Well, I know. I was so sad to see him go yeah. when everything fell apart because I felt like he structured everything so, so well that because Tyson was an idiot uh, and yeah. allowed Russell to get in his ear, yeah. ear Tyson got eliminated and therefore uh, like Boston Rob was eliminated like the next week. God. It was so silly to see. And this see. is the sad part. Tyson is a really good player. I don't believe you. He just did a shit job in the season. JT. It's so sad. JT. Oh, sweet country boy. JT made some dumbass moves. There were maybe two moves. Quickly, that he... quickly explain. We're running out of time, but quickly okay, explain sure, sure. Um, the, the biggest was... one. The biggest sure. one. Sure. There, there was a moment in which JT uh, was, uh, he was basically asked to play the numbers game in terms of like, okay, you could either vote with this alliance or this alliance. And it was really vividly obvious just by doing some simple fucking math which direction he should have gone and for some reason to this day we don't know why he went the opposite direction and the numbers didn't add up and so the wrong people went home and whenever everyone came back to camp they were just looking at him like what the hell was that jt they were like dude what and so he just looked like a bad guy to everybody everyone was like you're a piece of shit. And then he went off very soon after that. Because, uh, yeah, he was he made some dumb, dumb, dumb moves. He also gave a hidden, hidden immunity idol to oh, Russell. Right. That was that was the big one that I was oh, trying sorry, to allude yeah. to. Because uh, he thought that Russell was, like, stuck in a, in a women's yeah. alliance. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. Russell was, like, the ringleader. Right. And so JT just gave oh, him God, I, how did a, I forget an immunity that? Yeah. idol because he wanted to get on Russell's side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just the stupidest shit. It uh, really was. Uh, I've... Oh my god! I mean, but it was it was great by Russell. Like, I got to give him props yeah. in that regard. Um, but all in all, this was a fantastic season of Survivor, and I'm so happy that we watched it. Me too. Um, but with that being said, uh, would I recommend it? Yes. Um, but it's it's a bit tricky. But it takes a little bit of growing pains. But it's fun. Now, next time. I want to go back to the artender's name, do something a bit more classical. You know, we haven't done something that's like oh. a true, you know, born classic in a right. while. It's a movie that I saw a few years ago that I loved. Um, I wonder if it's still really good. It's quite literally a classic that came out decades and decades ago. Casablanca. <gasps> Fascinating. Have you okay. seen it? So many times. Yes. that I, I've seen it a, a million times. Oh, you hear the timer. That's the timer. That means we're done here. Thank you so much, Danny. And thank you for listening.